Around the world, they drink this beverage in its many exotic forms. Half coffee and half hot milk. I want to, I want to. I want to, I want to. I'll praise the Lord, Lord. and keep the faith. Only G.O.D. could be a king to me. If you love me, you got to represent him well. Believe the scripture. Thank you for tuning in to Macchiato's Music and the Scriptures. I'm your host, Martinez. Please subscribe to these podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, and now Google Play. If you'd like to send me an email, please send your emails to mmsmedia314 at gmail.com. Also, if you'd like to follow me on social media, you can do that at mbills314. Now, this is episode 76. Um, I apologize if it took me a minute to get to 76, but the delay is over. <laughs> so as you all know we have been dealing with the storms of life and part of the reason why it took me so long to do this um third and last installment of this particular series is because i myself have been going through a trial that i needed to focus on so the very thing that i came and i'm coming here you know ministering to you i have to do these very same things you know what I'm saying? So it's not, it's nothing hypocritical where I'm, you know, I'm in the scriptures and I'm encouraging people to do what the scripture says, but then I don't do what the scripture says. No, that's, that's not what this is. So, um, I had a situation that went on where something had to transpire. So I needed to focus in on that. And let me tell you, the outcome was favorable. God brought us out on top. We are not defeated. We, we have the victory. It's not just cliche. We got the victory. Was it rough going through that little patch? Sure it was. If something comes up that you wasn't expecting, then all right, it's like, all right, what are we going to do? Well, we know what to do. We got to go to the book and we got to do what the word says. No matter how hard it may be. When I say hard, the word is not hard because he says his commandments are grievous. But when you're looking at the situation, you know, you just ready for it to be over. Let me be honest with you. Like, oh my Lord, how long is this going to be? Like, I'm, Lord, is, can I go ahead and break through this yet? I'm just be honest with you. That's how it is. But what I've learned, and the same thing I'm going to tell you, like I've been telling you, is that you have to, it's real important to maintain your focus. Because what Satan likes to do is he likes to start little fires in your life to get you to go around trying to put out fires everywhere so that you can never focus so when one thing comes up then he'll bring a distraction over here and next thing you know your mom upset with you and the next thing you know your cousin ain't doing quite right and then over here your kids acting up and then you gotta see about the school and all oh, i gotta take them out to school so a lot of things try to come on you all at once and satan tries to manipulate those things so that you can go around putting out fire so that you can never focus on what the lord says only time that you only get the focus on what the lord says is that when you get quiet you have to find some time where you can get quiet you know i can't tell you a designated area wherever your quiet place is you got to get quiet and when i say quiet i don't mean just not talking i mean quieting your mind you know, and you have to hear from him to see what need to be done. And 
as you are seeking him as to what to do when you're in, you know, these situations, you have to take the steps of faith. You know, I know we've heard about that. We've heard people say, you know, you got to take a leap of faith. (laughs) That just means, you know, God will place something in your heart when you present something to him. And sometimes it's as little as just something little. But whatever it is that you sense in your heart that you need to do, you may think it's not significant. But if it's in your heart to do it, you need to go ahead and do that thing. Because once you do that and then you're going to see more doors open for other stuff. That's just how that's just how it works, because God's not going to make us do anything. He's going to always give us wisdom, knowledge and understanding. He's going to always lead, guide, and direct us if we allow him to lead us. And that's just what we got to do. And that's what, you know, me and my wife had to do. And um, one thing I've learned and what we did and what everybody has to do is you have to declare the outcome in the midst of the battle. You have to declare the outcome in the midst of the battle. You have to. You can't wait till the battle's over and then say, oh, I got the victory. No, I have the victory as I'm walking through it. Matter of fact, let's just go ahead and go to, um, what's that scripture? Psalms 23. Very familiar scripture. But I pray that God's going to shed some more light on this verse that you'll be able to see it differently than you've ever seen it before. Psalms 23, we're going to start at verse 1. It says, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Another translation says, the Lord is my shepherd, I have all that I need. He lets me rest in green meadows. He leads me beside peaceful streams. He renews my strength. He guides me along right paths, bringing honor to his name. Even though, or even when I walk through the darkest valley, I will not be afraid, for you are close beside me. Your rod and your staff protect and comfort me. You prepare a feast for me in the presence of my enemies. You honor me by anointing my head with oil. My cup overflows with blessings. Surely your goodness and unfailing love will pursue me all the days of my life, and I will live in the house of the Lord forever. I just read to you the entire psalm. 23 and it's significant because you know that scripture yea though i walk through the valley of the shadow of death that's a trial you're walking through a valley you're going through a dark time notice he declares i will fear no evil so as i'm walking through this valley i'm already declaring i'm not fearing nothing why because the lord is with me his rod, his staff, which is his word, his presence, they comfort me. The Bible says the Holy Ghost is our comforter. Yeah, I mean, so we don't have to fear anything and do that. If you're going through something right now, you're under the sound of my voice, you need to declare the victory in the midst of the battle. There's an old gospel song that says, don't wait till the battle is over. Shout now. Because I know in the end I'm going to win. That's the truth. 
I'm here to tell you the truth. You are going to win. If you're listening to me, you are going to win. But you have to take heed to instructions. Also, if you have people that's close to you that you know is going to pray for you, that's willing to stand with you as you're going through whatever the situation is, share the information with them as far as, you know, what your situation is. And you all can get in on it or they can get in on it with you as far as praying and seeking God and add some fasting to it if you choose to. Like you need that. So you want that accountability, that accountability. You know what I'm saying? So. That's what friends are for. That's what family's for. You know? And I ain't just talking about any friend. I'm talking about people that you know who will be, who will pray with you and stand with you. You know what I'm saying? So that's what you need. So I just want to encourage you that your situation, regardless of what it is, you're going to come out on top period now do you have a part to play you know you do you know you just can't sit on the couch cry all day and just expect God just to do it he gonna do it but you prolonging your victory because there's wisdom and insight that he wants to share with you so that you can get out of it you know what I'm saying so hey you may have them days where you may feel down or feel discouraged but when them days come and you sing like you don't have any strength, you always got a voice. You may not physically be up to it. I don't feel like going anywhere. I don't feel like putting on no clothes. I don't feel like eating. Okay, sure, physically you may not be able or you may not want to do that. But you got a voice. Open your mouth up. And ask God for strength. It sounds... Um... I make it sound like, or you may seem like, you make it sound so simple. And I'm not trying to make it sound that way. But the word does say that, call upon me and I will answer. Now he didn't say call me, don't you call me. (laughs) You know, he said, call upon me, the Lord, and I will answer. So what you have to do is... Stop trying to add things to the simple verses in scripture. Did he mean what he says or did he not? That's just really what all boils down to. And if you are not physically able to like, oh, I have no strength. I'm discouraged. It was a bad day at work and all these different things. I understand. But call on his name and ask him to help you. The Bible says that all of our help comes from the Lord so sure maybe your friend can't help you your mom can't help you your dad can't help you but the Lord is ever present let's look at Psalms 34 verse 19 it says many are the afflictions of the righteous but the Lord delivereth them out of them all he keepeth all his bones not one of them is broken evil shall slay the wicked and they hate the righteous and shall be desolate the lord redeemeth the soul of his servants and none of them that trust in him will shall be desolate hallelujah i'm gonna read that again because i don't think you got that verse 19 again many are the afflictions of the righteous that's talking about you and me but the lord 
delivereth them out of them all. He keeps all his bones and not one of them is broken. Verse 22. The Lord redeemeth the soul, your mind, your emotions. He redeems your soul, the soul of his servants. And none of them that trust in him, keyword, none of them that trusts in him shall be desolate. That word translated, that word desolate, and that verse is translated guilty. So sure you made a bad decision that got you in this mess. But if you trust in the Lord, he can pull you out. You may say that don't make sense. Exactly. It's called grace. Grace is God's unmerited favor. Grace is God using his willingness and his power on our behalf, even though we don't deserve it. That's grace. Mercy. Mercy is God canceling out judgment that we deserve. So the scripture that we read prior to this in what Psalms 23 it says, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. So our dependence needs to be solely on him. It needs to be solely on him. Where else you going to go? Who else you going to turn to? What benefit is it to not trust in him? What other choices do you have? Because the thing about it is, especially it being if it's a financial situation, the Bible says God owns a cattle on a thousand hills, and he owns the hill too, by the way. Meaning that he owns it all. So when we have a bill that comes up or I need to get this bill paid or they threaten to take this or cut this off or whatever. Let's trust him that he will take care of the bill. But beyond that, you need or we need wisdom so that we won't get ourselves in this situation again because sometimes some of us and I can speak for myself I went through things multiple times the same thing wasn't nothing new it was the same thing you want to know why because I I made the same decision. So obviously I didn't receive wisdom from God, not because he didn't give it, but because I didn't receive it. I wasn't quiet. I was I was trying to just want some pressure to be, you know, relieved. And it's dangerous when you just want to, you know, relieve, relieve this pressure off of you. That means you'll be willing to go any route. 
So we can't do that. That's where patience has to do, have its perfect work in you. So many are the afflictions of the righteous. So many. So we're going to have many afflictions. Doesn't mean, listen, we're in this earth. Satan is the God of this world system. Things happen. We can't prevent them from happening. But we can overcome it. Overcoming is important because everyone doesn't overcome. So if you're hearing me say that, you may be like, I know I'm overcome. I don't don't think you do because everyone doesn't overcome. So me saying that is ensuring you from the scripture that you're going to overcome the situation. There are people who never overcame. I want you to think about that. There are people and you may know some or you may not, but there are people who've been in the same situation for over three decades. It's 30 years. Over 30 years. Do you understand what I'm saying? Same mindset. Ain't nothing changed. They never overcame. Do you want to know why? And this may be a hard truth for some to swallow. Because a lot of people just didn't put their trust in God that he would bring them out. I don't believe, and it's not scripturally even valid, that God has, you know, predestined failure or predestined lack or predestined people to be in an impoverished state. I don't believe that. I believe that a lot of us, sometimes depending on our background, can get born into certain environments. Obviously that you didn't pick because you, you know, we didn't ask to come here. (laughs) We were just born. You know, our parents got together and we're here. You know, so now we got to get hooked up, hooked back up with the Lord and figure this thing out. But, you know, he didn't that's not your destiny to die there so if you were born in a state or you're in a situation it's not his will for you for it to end there satan will try to convince us that it's god's will that we live in a certain state of mind but if i can prove to you from scripture that that's not God's will for you. Will you believe it? Because you're going to have to receive that by faith. So that's faith. Got to receive it by faith. So all of these scriptures that we read in. And you know, you may not see none of this operating in your life at the moment. So you may be really, you may really be afflicted. You know what I'm saying? And it's like. All right, he said he's going to deliver me out of them all. Lord, where your deliverance? <laughs> it's been three months. But you got to focus. You know the scripture where it talks about in Romans 12, 1, 2. Yeah, Romans 12, 1 and 2. Be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Like, he says, and then you will know what that good perfect will of the Lord is by the renewing of your mind don't be conformed to this world 
meaning that it's customs it's it's a way of doing things god has his own way of doing things so he's saying cleave to my way don't be conformed to the world's way because the world system is ran by satan obviously you can tell god's not running the system it's satan that's running this world system because of the fall in the garden of eden sin into the world Try not to go all the way back deep because we're gonna get to those in other in other episodes. We're gonna dig a little deeper into those things. But and this may well, I hope it don't offend none of y'all, especially you know my millennials that's listening. But it's a you can't. How can I say this? And the only reason I even know this term is because of IG. Other than if I, IG didn't exist, I wouldn't even sound as hip as far as. You know all these different terms <laughs> but it's hard how are you gonna how are you gonna walk with the lord and live a hot girl summer how are you gonna walk with the lord and live a hot boy summer now for those of you all may or may not know what i'm talking about look just google it google hot girl summer hot boy summer and you read it for yourself but if you're listening, you know what I'm talking about. Like, how can you do that? It seems like it would be quite difficult. And this is not judging. This is just observation. This is just like, you know, if you're going through the last thing you should be trying to do <laughs> is do all of that. You know what I'm saying? So that's conforming. Like, if that's what the world is doing, you got to let them have it. I mean, unless that's just something you want to do, but you got to understand if you choose to do that, then that in itself comes with its own consequences and actions with those actions. Then we'll have to run to God again and try to Lord. Now I got to all of this is going on. You know how Greg is, you know, so, you know, I think. it all boils down to just our decisions, man. Like our decisions, we just have to get better. You know what I'm saying? Let's keep going. Let's go to um, Romans 12, verse 12. It says, rejoicing in hope, patient in tribulation, continuing instant in prayer. New Living Translation says, rejoice in our confident hope. Be patient in trouble and keep on praying. So when you have to, when he's telling us to keep on, that sounds like perseverance, persevere. God is calling us to persevere, not to quit, not to blame, but persevere. Don't give up. Seek and ye shall find, knock and it shall be open. Eliminate the distractions. And I'm not even saying, you know, for a full 24 hours, you got to pray all day. Because that's obviously impossible Because you got to work and you have other business you have to tend to But you need to be in a mind state of prayer You need to be Your mind state needs to be peaceful That comes from praying And you need to laugh Laughing Is important Look at Proverbs chapter 17 Verse 22 It says a cheerful heart Is good medicine But a broken spirit saps a person's strength 
So joy is very, very important. Verse 22 um, in the Amplified Version, another translation says, A happy heart is good medicine, and a joyful mind causes healing. A broken spirit dries up the bones. Another scripture says, laughter. It does good like a medicine, and it's cheaper than medicine. So, I brought that up because, you know, when I go through things, I do that. Maybe like, ain't nothing funny. This situation ain't funny. I'm not telling you to. That's the thing. You don't focus on your situation. Focus on something else. Turn on a Martin episode or something. Whatever. <laughs> nah, that's my thing. But you know what I'm saying? You, I watch a Martin or something. You know, I turn on a Jamie Foxx show. Turn on whatever your show is. Something that's funny. And take your mind off of whatever it is that you're going through. Laugh. It don't have to be a TV. Whatever it is, get you get you a good laugh in, and tell God how good He is, and thank Him for being such a good God to you, and thank Him for keeping your mind, and um, thank Him for restoring everything. Like you doing that before you see any evidence of what you're saying. So you may not even feel peace, but you're thanking the fullest peace because that's what He promised. Now we talking faith. That's faith talk. I don't have to wait on the feeling. I don't have to wait on anything in the external to happen before I believe. I'm going to believe solely based off of what you said in your word. And that's what I'm going off of. So laugh. Laugh, laugh, laugh. Let's keep going. Psalms 119. Verse 105. I would encourage you on your own time to read um, the entire Psalm 119. It has 176 verses in it. And it's good stuff. So verse 105, Psalms 119, it says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my pathway. Your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my pathway. If you go up to the verse above it in Psalms 119, look at verse 104, it says, Through thy precepts I get understanding. Therefore, I hate every false way. Pressure, let's read that together. My Lord, through thy precepts I get understanding. Therefore, I hate every false way. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. What's a precept? He's saying his precepts. A precept is a general rule intended to regulate behavior or thought. So it's principle, law, ordinance, statute, command, order, decree. That's what a precept is. So we know that his word is law his whole word i ain't talking about the ten commandments his whole word his word is a decree all that so you can say his word through his word we get understanding because that's what his precepts are it's his word how he thinks about us how he thinks towards us how he wants us to think is in his word so his word is his precept 
So it says through thy word or through thy precepts, I get understanding. Therefore, I hate every false way. So if there is a way that does not line up with the Lord's way, he's saying that I hate that way. That's a false way. If it's not the way that God intended, it's a false way. It's false because the Bible says it's false. So people will get in the habit of how you know it's false because the Bible says it's false. How you know your way is right. So I'm not I'm not going to wrestle between two opinions. Your opinion is you feel like your way is right. And I want to see if your way is going to work for you. But I believe that this way is right. Now, I believe this way is right because God has never lost the case. There's been no one in the history of mankind that has ever did what God said and failed. But all of us have done things that we thought was going to work out and it didn't. So we had to go back to the drawing board, sometimes 10 to 15 times trial and error. God doesn't have trial and error. His way works the first time. Got it. All right. Sorry, I got off on that. I felt like I was talking to somebody for real. But anyway, <laughs> but that's how it has to be, because we're getting into an age where we have to be bold about what we believe not arrogant not not judgmental not any of that but we just simply have to be bold about what we believe and confident in what we believe everyone in the world everyone in the entire world has their their way of what they feel is right you know everyone lives by something even an atheist lives by something you don't believe in god but he's still living by a rule a precept i mean obviously it's his own but he's living by something but you being a believer in Jesus Christ, we're choosing to live by what he says, but you can't find no fault in him and you can't find any error in his ways ever. That's why people go all out trying to say that the Bible contradicts itself and it has this. Nah. People try to go above and beyond to discredit the Lord. It's going to be tough. I don't know how you're going to do that. Wasting time. How are you going to discredit the one that created you? He has no error in his ways. And I'm saying this because even when we go to God and we're receiving something that we feel like, oh, Lord, I don't I feel like I don't need to do that. Well, there's no error in his way. So we're going to have to receive it by faith, whatever it is that he may be telling you to do for your particular situation. And you got to do that. Some things that God says, it may just not, it may not sound logical to you. Go to first Kings chapter 17. We're going to read something that sounds illogical. And we're going to look at the outcome. The Bible says in um, Romans, it says the Old Testament was written for our learning. So that means that as we read these Old Testament scriptures and stories and all that, there are things that we're supposed to be learning from this. Not recreating their same mistakes. Well, David, you know, David, you know, slept, slept with uh, Bathsheba and, and he committed adultery. And, and God said that, you know, he was a man out there's own heart. 
Yeah, you got to read what David endured through that too. So we don't have, you know, it's written for our learning, so we don't have to redo their mistakes. So if David made a mistake doing that, even though David was a man after God's own heart, I'm not gonna recreate his mistake. Learn from his mistake. That's what maturity says. Anybody, anything, you learn from other people's mistakes. There were things that when I was hearing stories when I was 17, 18, I said, I will never have to go through. I made a decision that I'm never going to have to. I'm never going through that. I just made the decision. Doesn't mean I um, like I was just totally flawless. I just made a decision. I'm not going through that. I'm not going to I'm not having to have multiple baby mothers. I said that I'm, I'm not. I'm not doing a certain thing I'm not going to do. You know, I heard the cry of men when I was younger, stressing to me how you don't have you shouldn't you don't have to go through what I went through, learn from my mistakes. And I wasn't gonna be foolish and now I wanna figure it out on my own. Uh-uh. I said, no, nah, I got you. I'm not going through that. I knew the stuff they went through. So I made the decision, I'm not going through that. You know, I'm not going to be, I'm not going to drink. I'm not, there's a certain thing I'm not going to do. I'm not going to put myself in no situation that I seen destroy others. You understand? That was just me though. Now, of course I had my share of mistakes, obviously. Yeah. But I can tell you them things that I seen people endure that was in front of me, things like that. And all those things that I mentioned, plus other things, I, I just avoided it. I didn't want it. I didn't want it. Anyway, let's keep going. You shouldn't want it either. So let's learn from others. Um, other, let's learn from each other's mistakes. All right, First Kings chapter seventeen. Let's look at. Um, this is a story about Elijah and the widow woman. We're going to start at verse ten. First Kings seventeen, verse ten. It says, "So he arose and went to Zarephath." And when he came to the gate of the city, behold, the widow woman was there gathering of sticks. And he called to her and said, fetch me, I pray thee, a little water and a vessel that I may drink. That's the King James Version. So, you know, it's old English. So let me uh, switch it up. New Living Translation. Let's start at verse 12. It says, but she said, I swear by the Lord your God that I don't have a single piece of bread in the house. So I don't have any bread in the house and I have only a handful of flour left in a jar and a little cooking oil in the bottom of the jug. I was just gathering a few sticks to cook this last meal and then me and my son and I will die. But Elijah said to her, don't be afraid. Go ahead and do just what you've said, but make a little bread for me first. So instead of feeding your son, he's saying, make some bread for me first. Then use what's left to prepare a meal for yourself and your son. Verse 14, it says, for this is what the Lord, the God of Israel says. There will always be flour and olive oil left in your containers until the time when the Lord sends rain and the crops grow again. So that's the word of God spoken through that prophet Elijah. So although he said, she said, I have, you know, I don't, you know, I have a little meal. I have a little flour and I'm going to bake this cake or whatever for me and my son. This last meal, and we're going to die. He says, instead of you doing all of that, why don't you just give me your last meal? And if you give me your last meal, 
verse 14 he says the lord god of israel there will always be flour and oil left meaning you're never going to run out of oil and flour you're going to always have you're going to always eat so although you're on your last meal give me that meal and if you give me that meal god is going to make it so where you will never be hungry again all of your needs will be met i read that scripture because that sounds illogical if i have you know if i'm on my last meal and i have a child and it's me and the child i'm going to make this meal for me and my child i'm not going to make the meal for someone else but her mindset was, I'm going to eat, we're going to make this last meal, eat it and die. She said die because she wasn't expecting anything else. She didn't know where her help was going to come from. So God sent a prophet. This is the Old Testament now. She didn't have the, the word of God in hand as we got it. So God had to send a prophet her way to give her instruction through the prophet. She had to believe the word of God spoken through the prophet in order to receive the promise now what gonna happen if she would have ate that meal and didn't feed the prophet as god asked her to she would have died so let's see if she followed followed through um verse 15 it says so she did as elijah said and she and elijah and her family continued to eat for many days there was always enough flour and oil left in the containers just as the lord had promised through elijah last scripture she always had because she obeyed god when it didn't look favorable when it didn't make sense she did the instructions of the lord and she did not consult with her feelings with her flesh she just did it because God said it. Let's look at Hebrews chapter 6, verse 12. It says, let's start at verse 11. It says, and when, and we desire that every one of you do the same diligence to the full assurance of hope unto the end, that ye be not slothful, meaning lazy, but followers of them who through faith and patience inherited the promise. So what we need to have is two things as we're going through these, as we're going through, the, as we go through the storms of life, we need faith and we need patience. Faith is what's going to bring us out. Patience is going to keep us while we're in because that patience is simply confident assurance that what God promised He's able to perform and what God has promised, he will do it in my life. This podcast has been a blessing to you. Please share this with your family and with your friends. If you'd like to send me an email, please send it to mmsmedia314 at gmail.com. Remember, you can follow me on social media at mbills314. Subscribe to these podcasts. Please leave comments, likes, you know, let me know. Um, how the podcast is blessing blessing you i appreciate everyone who have been giving me feedback and telling me how the podcast has been blessing you and um just continue to pray for me as i pray for you and uh we got some big things coming up uh i've stated 
vaguely haven't went into full blast about it yet but i am soon but um we are starting and launching a podcast company and we're going to be producing original shows original content um that i believe is going to bless the world um podcasts from comedy podcasts to sports to you name it relationships we're going to deal with all those things the only difference is there's not going to be any vulgarity any profanity it's going to be faith-based we're going to do it god's way we're going to talk about the real issues we're going to deal with the real things and these um people that's going to be starting shows that i'm partnering with you know we're going to make it happen but there's always ways of getting your your um your message across without being vulgar and that's the stance i want to take let's just keep it clean (laughs) so again i thank you all for your prayers i thank you all for your support remember the book of romans chapter 3 verse 4 latter verse let god be true and every man be a liar until next time i'm out